Okay, so uh, hello everyone. Uh, I guess, surprise, I'm speaking today. So uh, yeah, this should be fun. Uh, first of all, yeah, I just want to thank Pastor John for giving me this opportunity to speak to you all today. You know, we're supposed to honor the leaders of the church, right? So thank you, Pastor John. Uh, and yeah, how's, how's everyone doing today? Good. Good. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm all right. I'm all right, too. Yeah, it's good. Good, good. Uh, we, got a, we got a baptism today that I'm looking forward to, uh, right? Yeah, are we looking forward to that? Yes. Uh, and today, today is also a part of Thanksgiving weekend, too, right? So, yeah, that's good. We all have, like, a lot to be thankful for, right? That goes, that goes for everybody. We, we all live in a world that's very fast-paced and stuff's always happening, and, you know, every once in a while, I think we do need to stop and just thank God, right? And we know that that shouldn't be a once-a-year thing, right? We shouldn't, like, you know, like, we can thank God all the time. Because there's, there's always something new every day. None of us have ever lived two days that are exactly the same, right? But God gave us life. Every part, every aspect of life that we can think of, he has given to us. So we can thank him for that. And some of you might think, well, my life's not that good. You know, I don't need to thank God. Like, why would I thank God for, you know, giving me a, a bad life, a life that I'm not happy with? Right? He, sometimes he puts us in some bad situations, right? And, you know, that might be the case for us. Like, we can't thank God. But uh, the truth is we are all going through something. We all have our own situation. And, uh, you know, th- not just people in here. Like, obviously, those outside, too. But I'll even include the children, right? They, they, they got their own situations too. They might not be able to communicate it as well as we can. But still, everyone has a situation that we're all going through. Uh, obviously, for everyone, it's different. You might be going through something that's tougher than what the person next to you is going through. Uh, but no matter what we're going through, we have to praise God, Right? And uh, it's, it's not always easy, depending on what you're going through, right? Some, like, how many of you have ever met someone who's got, like, the same problems you have, but they're able to praise God, and you're next to them, and you're kind of sad, and you can't do it? Like, that's, that's a terrible feeling, right? That's, that's real guilt, because you, you got no excuse. This person next to me can praise God, but I can't? Why not? <laughs> right? So... You know, and maybe someone in here today is feeling like that, like, oh, I can't, I can't praise God, I'm just not, not in the mood for it. And uh, for me, my whole life, I've always thought that praise and happiness go together in the sense that I have to, like, you know, if, like, I have to be happy in order to give praise, right? You know, that's not actually true. You don't have to be happy to praise God. Uh, Psalm 150 verse 6 says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise isn't determined by whether we're happy it's, or whether we're in a good mood. You can praise God as long as you're breathing. You can be upset. You can be angry and still give praise. Right? As long as, as, long as you're living. And that's real praise. If you can praise God in any situation... No matter what, that's real praise. And I think everyone who believes in God, like we have to get to that place where we're able to do that. We're able to praise God in any situation, situation no matter what. Right? That's real praise. If you just give God praise when you're feeling good or only in church or only on Thanksgiving, only on Christmas or Easter, that's not authentic. That's false praise, actually. Why is it false? 
Because God doesn't change. And if God doesn't change, if God is always good, why should we stop giving praise the moment things don't go our way? That's false praise. We, we, it's like we lie and deceive ourselves into thinking God isn't good when what we want doesn't happen. It's false praise. Uh, in Job chapter 1, verse 21, uh, God had just allowed Satan to take all of Job's possessions. He even lost his children. But what does Job say? Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. It's that simple. I'm glad Job had like common sense here. Uh, he's basically saying, it makes no sense for me to only praise God when he gives. I'm going to praise God when he takes away. Because, you know, even though he's taken away, God's goodness doesn't change, right? So I'm going to praise him. Why not? God does not change. He is always good. And I know that for a lot of us, it's, it's not an easy thing to do to, to praise God, you know, when the absolute worst is going on in our lives. Some of you might be wondering, if, if God is so good and he's apparently good all the time, then why do bad things happen to me? Very common question. Now, for me, like, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. I believe that I'm saved in, in Jesus Christ. But bad things still happen to me. Not everything goes my way. Uh, but I can still say God is a good God. And I think that if, if everything went my way in life, I'd probably just I'd forget about God because I wouldn't need him, right? Like, every, everything's already good for me. I can just drop this whole Christianity thing and just be me, Right? Uh, but I, I do think there's a reason for everything. There's a reason why God allows us to go through troubles. There's, right, it's to remind us that, wow, I, like, I really need God. I, I can't do it alone. I have to turn to God. Remember, faith is how we're saved. We, by believing in Jesus, we are saved. But if everything went my way, I wouldn't need to believe in anything other than myself. I wouldn't need any faith. And the Bible says in Second Peter 3, verse 9, that God does not want anyone to perish, but for everyone to come to repentance. He wants us all to repent. And repentance is when we acknowledge that we are sinners. It's when we acknowledge that we can't, but it's when we acknowledge that God can. Amen. That God is a, is a forgiving God. That he is our redeemer. That's what uh, repentance is. We are saved by our faith in God, and we can give him praise for that, right? Amen. And, yeah, uh, most of us know that repentance is, it's not a one-time thing, right? We, when, when we sin, we, we, all, we all sin every day, like, when, and when we sin, out of our love for God, we repent. It's simple. And, uh, like, we, we should be re- repenting as often as we can, because we sin all the time. But obviously, our goal as Christians is to not sin. Nobody. Nobody lives their life wanting to mess up. Right? Who does that? Like, everybody wants to do what they think is right. As Christians, we want to avoid sin as much as possible. We want to avoid anything to do with the devil. Uh, John, John 17, verse 15, Jesus is praying. He says, My prayer is not that you take them out of this world, but that you protect them from the evil one. The Bible also says in Ephesians 6, verse 11, Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. You know, God protects us from the evil one, but we have to put on the armor of God. Yeah. Right? It, we, we have a role to play too. 
Troubles are going to come our way, but we have to take our stand in faith. Amen? Remember what I said earlier. Some of us, only we only praise God when we feel like it. It's dependent on our mood. That's, that's false praise. And the enemy can do things with that. The enemy wants you to feel down. He wants you to be discouraged. And for those that only praise God when you're happy, the enemy can easily bring you down and, and keep you there. That way, you'll never praise God, and you're giving the devil exactly what he wants. That's, that's why I call it false praise. Because it's inconsistent with God's goodness, and God is good all the time. But I, I gotta admit, it's hard to praise God when things don't go your way. A, f- a few months ago, I was having problems with my computer, and uh, so I brought it into this computer repair shop, which is a big mistake. I should have gone to my guy Ryan, he knows what he's talking about, uh, but I didn't. Uh, but anyways, this place took forever to get it fixed. I waited weeks and weeks, and I gotta say, I found it hard to praise God. It was like things weren't going my way. How can I praise God? Well, I had to remember that God is always good. His goodness is unaffected. It does not change. If you can praise God when your situation sucks, that's real praise. The devil can't do anything with that. If you're always praising God, when you're like, what can the devil do with that? I'll tell you, the devil will still try to attack. But if you're able to praise God, how, how can the devil win? Well, if you're able to praise God while being attacked, the devil cannot win. We have to use the power of praise. Uh, I'll tell you something. No matter what you're going through, there is one thing that you can always praise God for, and that's your life, your story, your, your testimony. It's unique to you. Everyone has a testimony. Look at what God has done for you. Some of you, some of you might think, ah, God, God hasn't done that much for me. I don't really... I don't really have a testimony. That's, that's not my thing. But guess what? God has kept you alive. Amen. Hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, and, and the devil has, al- has always and will always want to kill you. There's this saying that if the devil had one bullet, he wouldn't waste it on your arm or he wouldn't waste it on your leg. No, he wants to kill you. It's a hard thing to think about, but it's, it's true. What does the Bible say? The enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy and there have probably been times in all of our lives where we might not have seen it, but the enemy had plans to kill us, and God said, no, he put his hand out, interfered, and stopped him, and kept you alive. When we wake up every day, it's not by our power, but by God's. Amen. He has kept your life. Amen. Be thankful for that. Yeah. That alone should be enough to give God praise all the time. That's a part of your testimony, that God has kept you. Remember, the word says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. As long as you are alive, you can praise God. There's no excuse. You can praise God in all situations. Whenever you're in a bad situation, one ver- for me, one verse that I like to go to is Romans 8, verse 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So there's three points I want to take from this verse. Number one, how many things does it say that God will work for good? All things. It doesn't just say some. It doesn't say most. All things God will work out for your good. But number two, it's for those who love him. We have to love God. We have to continually give God his praise. 
And number three, it says, called according to his purpose. Know that we are called by him. We don't pick up the phone and call ourselves. That's, that's not a thing. Like what I just said about, about like waking up, you might think you can wake up on your own like without God. Like I, I feel like I could do that. I do that every day. But the truth is God calls you to wake up. Everything that you do, God has already called. It's all according to his purpose. We don't call ourselves. That's why we praise God, because we are called by him. He loves us. And as the word says, we're called according to his purpose. It's not our purpose. I'm sure we all, we all love our purpose, because we can control our purpose. We can change it, tweak it, modify it, you know, make it fit so it's the way we like it. That way, we can just do whatever we want in life and, and not care. But, but that doesn't work with God. You can't change God's purpose to fit your life and what you want. But we as humans, we, we like to have things a certain way. There's a saying, we like what we want, when we want it, and how we want it. Everything is according to our purpose. It's the way we want. Uh, but when, when that's your life, you're just, you're, just, you're just chasing things that you want because you think it'll help you, but there's no peace there. There's, there like... That'll never happen. It'll never be exactly the way you want it. You might come close, but never exactly. There's, there's always something you've got to chase in life. That's, that's human nature. I'll, I'll give an example. Uh, there are many people, uh, maybe some of us, that have accounts on social media, and we chase followers. For me, I used to have this app called Snapchat, and I used to care like what my snap score was, if anyone knows what that is. I highly doubt it, maybe a few of you, but yeah, no, we chase like meaningless stuff, like followers, when we get 100 followers, we want 1,000, when we want 1,000, we want 10,000, and it never stops, you don't find peace that way. I'll, I'll give you another example. I want you all right now to think of someone you know. Think in your mind, just think of someone you know, someone you're close to, like friend, family, just think of that person, uh, and when you have someone in mind, I want you to think of one thing you don't like about that person. Just, just, uh, yeah, think of one thing you don't like about this person. Think about, like, so it's something you wish would change about this person, right? Do we all have something? Yeah? We're all good? Can we get a thumbs up? Yeah? We were thinking, thinking of a person we know and of something we don't like about them. We're all thinking of something. I guarantee you... The thing that you're thinking of right now, this isn't the first time you're thinking of it. You've probably thought about this thing many times before. No, but that's just, that's just how we are, right? Like we, it, it's like we want to we change people around us to fit our liking. We want them to fit our standards. Like who are we to do that? <laughs> Seriously. Um, but we, like, we always want everything to be our way, our purpose, right? But how will you ever be at peace what we should be doing is chasing after God. You are called to his purpose. There's, there's a reason that God made sure to call us to his purpose and not our own, because God is here to give us peace. Our purpose doesn't do that, but his purpose calls us to peace. Praise God for that. That he has called us according to his purpose, and he doesn't change. His, his purpose does not change. His word remains the same. So again, when you're in a bad situation, you feel like everything's falling apart. Guess who's not falling apart? God, exactly. 
God is there. He was there. He will always be there. God is with you. Know that right now. God is with you. Say it out loud. Say, God is with me. Know that. And because he's always with you, you should have no reason to ever feel discouraged. You should be encouraged. It's, it's easy to feel discouraged. Right? There are times in my life, especially on Saturdays like today, I'll go through the day and I'll be, I'll be feeling down. Like, but I know I got church later, so I need, I need to try and motivate myself and stay positive. It, it can be tough sometimes. Like, God, I got, I got all these things going on. I can't. God, how can I be encouraged? And like I've said throughout today, we all have our own situations, situations that don't go the way we want they don't line up with what we believe God wanted for us. Jesus says in John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, which we've talked about already, but it continues. I, Jesus, have come that they may have life and have it to the full. You know, Jesus came so that we can live life to the fullest. But we might look at our current situation in our own life and think, this is not living life to the full. Like, what? This is what God has for me? No way. That doesn't make sense. And you feel discouraged, right? It's easy to feel discouraged. Uh, but remember, Romans eight twenty eight: all things God will work for the good of those who love him. Remember that. Uh, I, I want you right now just to uh, think about moments in your life where you felt encouraged. Take a second. Think about a time when you felt encouraged. I'll, I felt encouraged the last time uh, we had a baptism with Juliet. That, that sure was encouraging to be here to see that. But when we, when we feel encouraged, what do we do? We want to praise God. We want to worship. We want, we're filled with joy. We want to minister. All, all good stuff. But what about when we feel discouraged? What do we do? We don't want to talk to anybody. We keep to ourselves. We're always anxious, always afraid of what people might think. It, it, I want you all to be encouraged, church. Be encouraged so that you can praise God no matter what you're going through. I know when we have the baptism today, we're all going to be encouraged, right? I know that. But don't, don't just be encouraged at church. Be encouraged when you leave, when you go home, when you wake up tomorrow. Be encouraged and give God some real praise. Amen. In my life, I had a point in my walk with God where I had to realize that being encouraged once a week at church isn't good enough. Because I'm always discouraged. It's so easy to feel down about things. I know that's not just me, right? Like, even people in the Bible, people who walked with God had times where they were discouraged. I'll give an example. John the Baptist. John the Baptist was someone who pointed people to Jesus. Uh, Matthew 3, verse 11. John says, I baptize you with water for repentance but after me comes one who's more powerful than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And then Jesus himself got baptized by John. John knew who he was baptizing. Verse 14, John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. You're, you're the Messiah. You, you want to be baptized by me? What? He really believed that Jesus was God. But we see later on in this is Matthew 3. When, if we go to Matthew 11, same book of the Bible. Same guy, John the Baptist. Something's a little off. Matthew 11, verse 2. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? 
He, he questions Jesus. Is Jesus really the Son of God? Is he really the Messiah, or is somebody else coming? Now, John was in prison. He couldn't physically see the miracles that Jesus was doing. He was just going off of what he heard, and that's what made him doubt a little. But, when, but John the Baptist, he saw Jesus. Right? He believed this is him. He is the guy. But when he goes to prison, he can't see the works Jesus was doing. And so for a moment there, he's not really sure. Is Jesus really the Messiah? I don't know. And the, the point is that even John the Baptist had a feeling of discouragement. It's, it's that easy to feel discouraged. And this is what I, what I want you to take from the story. Discouragement is rooted in unbelief. That's why I say coming to church once and being encouraged once a week is not enough. Look at John the Baptist. He was tight with Jesus, but when he goes to a place where he can't see him and the work he's doing, he starts to question his beliefs. He doubted Jesus. He became discouraged. And how about, how about us here today? We've, we've never seen Jesus. And because of that, honestly, it, it's harder to believe, but it's easier to be discouraged. Therefore, easier to be discouraged because it's harder to believe. But that is why we need to be encouraged all the time. When we're encouraged, we believe and we want to praise. And when we're able to give God praise all the time, the devil is defeated. He cannot win. But how how do we feel encouraged? Know that God is with you. And because God is with you, that beats everything you're going through. Everything in your life that doesn't make sense. God, why is this happening? everything you struggle with, because God is with you, you can be encouraged. That's how we can praise God all the time. And some of you might be thinking, well, I can agree, sure, God is with me, but th- that, doesn't really, that doesn't really change anything. Like, I need, I need more. I need, like, a sign or something. And that's normal to feel. In fact, there's a man in the Bible named Gideon who felt the exact same thing. God says he's with me, but I need more. We're going to look at his story for a moment. Turn to Judges chapter 6 if you have your Bibles with you. I'll give everyone a second. All right. uh, Judges chapter 6, starting in verse 1. The Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and for seven years he gave them into the hand of the Midianites as punishment. Because the power of Midian was so oppressive, the Israelites prepared shelters for themselves in mountain clefts, caves, and strongholds. Uh, Down to verse 6, it says, Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. When the Israelites cried out to the Lord because of Midian, he sent them a prophet who said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I, I brought you up out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians. And I deliver you from the hand of all your oppressors. I drove them out before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live. But guess what? You have not listened to me. We'll get to Gideon in a second. But so far, the Israelites have done evil. Uh, God didn't like it. He gave them over to the Midianites where they were oppressed. So they cried out to God. Pretty straightforward. People do something bad. God punishes them. (laughs) That's all it is. Uh, But notice if you go back to verse 1, that it says, for seven years, God gave them over to the Midianites. For seven years. I'm emphasizing seven years for a reason. It's not because 
the number seven is significant in the Bible, which it is, obviously. Seven is the number of completion. God created the earth in seven days. Uh, if you read Revelation, there's the seven churches, the seven golden lampstands and all that. But the reason why seven years is important here is because it's not forever. God put a plan in place. Whenever you're in a bad situation, like the word says, know that in all things, God will work for the good of those who love him. God has a plan. God knew it would take seven years for the Israelites to have some faith and to finally cry out to God. And sometimes he waits for us to cry out to him. We might have a problem and just think, oh, God's got it. But we haven't really prayed. We haven't really given God the time. We just kind of deflect our problems and just hope. But, but, but I kind of I like that about God. He is like a good gentleman. He, he doesn't force himself on us, but he, he stands at our front door, he knocks, and he waits for us to answer. Sometimes he knocks for seven years, as we see here, or even longer. But we as people need to actually open the door for God at some point, because God has a plan, and he is a just God. That seven years, that could, it could have been six years. It could have been one week. It could have been one hour. God had a plan in place. He knew how long it would take. It went according to his purpose, not the people's purpose, but God's. And so God, being the God that he is, waited for them to cry out, and he responded, the, responded to them. He shows up to Gideon. Let's go back to the word. Judges 6, verse 12 says, When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said these words, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Not even a, hey, how's it going? No, the Lord is with you. And Gideon responds the way a lot of us would. Verse 13, "Um, Pardon me, my Lord, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, Did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. God, you said we'd be all right, but look at us Israelites. We're in a terrible spot right now. How can you say you're with me if you allow all this bad stuff to happen? Right? Typical response. (laughs) Like, some some of us, sometimes we respond to God that way. Uh, But God said back to him, verse 14, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? God just ignored what Gideon said. He just commanded him and said, go. But Gideon still threw up another excuse. This is what he said. Pardon me, my Lord, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the least in my family. God, I can't do it. I suck. I'm not worth anything. I got nothing to offer. I'm just, just a nobody, right? Who's ever felt that before when you're, when you're asked to do something, right? Anyone? Why me? I'm not, I'm not fit to do this. I'm going to be honest. I, I felt that way about preaching, actually. I was like, God, I, I'm just this shy, awkward kid. Like, I come to church. I don't talk to anyone. <laughs> I'm very reserved. Like, are you sure you want me to start preaching? Like, are you sure? I, like, I start to, like, question God. Like, we, we, we've all felt that way. Like, we can't, we can't do something. We can't do what God asks us, and we question him. Uh, Gideon felt the same way, but God replied back to Gideon again and said, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. God says it again, I will be with you. 
Now, Gideon's already made two comebacks. He still comes back with a third. If you continue reading in your Bibles, he asked for a sign. And so God eventually gives him a sign. Then finally, after all that, Gideon did as God asked. Some of you might wonder, oh, if only God could show me signs, right? But the truth is, not everyone receives a sign. And there's a reason God works that way. It's because God has a plan. Remember, we are called according to his purpose. So don't be discouraged when God doesn't give you a sign. When you ask God for a sign and you don't get it right away, because we all want it to happen right away, remember that God has a plan. God might be waiting a little longer to give you a sign. In that case, we need to be patient and not feel discouraged. Or he, he might not give a sign at all because he wants you to have so much faith that you can trust him without any signs. Isn't, isn't that amazing? God has a plan. He is behind everything. So when you feel discouraged, you feel like God's not giving you a sign, remember God is with you. God has a plan for you, just like he had, had a plan for Gideon. But look at all this back and forth with Gideon and God. God says, I'm with you. Gideon comes up with excuses, which, like I've said, the same excuses Gideon gives God, I feel like it's the same that we do sometimes. Am I right? And the reason we make these excuses, it's because we're discouraged. Gideon said, I'm the least in my family. I can't do it. God, are you really with me? I, I have reason to doubt. Remember, discouragement is rooted in unbelief. But God says to Gideon, I am with you. He's trying to break that discouragement. He's trying to encourage Gideon. He says, God, God says to Gideon, I am with you. That's all you need. That's the first thing God said in verse 12. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. God is trying to encourage. And if discouragement is rooted in unbelief, then encouragement is rooted in belief. When we're really encouraged, it's because we believe. So discouragement is rooted in unbelief. Encouragement is rooted in belief. And God is a faithful God. God had faith in Gideon that he could. Verse 16, Gideon, you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. How? Because I am with you. When God is with you, you have won. When you are encouraged, it's because you believe and you have faith. And in Hebrews 11 verse 6, it says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. That means that when you're encouraged, when you're filled with belief, you can please God. But back to that question, how do I praise God all the time? Like, even when things aren't going well, how do I be encouraged all the time? Know that God is with you. And when you go out and you live your life, you might come across a time where you're discouraged. It happens all the time. But uh, the truth is, the enemy, when you're discouraged, the enemy will paint this picture that God isn't good. When your situation sucks, the enemy, the enemy will say, oh, look, God sure isn't true to his word. He sure played you. He scammed you. But that's not true. God's word did not fail in our lives. We are, God has kept us. We're here because of his word. Amen? God has called you, and he has kept you. We can praise God for that. Praise God because he has never failed. He's never broken a promise. He's not a liar. When everything in life fails, when society fails us, when we get stressed out, we can always turn and praise God. 
He's, he's not a failure. That's why we praise God. I praise, I praise God when things aren't going my way, and I do it honestly to keep me sane, like to keep myself from just losing it. Because when I get upset, I, I tend to lose it. But I need to praise God to make sure I don't. You know, I don't, I don't just praise God because it looks good. Oh, look at Taras. He's a real Christian praising God, talking about praise. No, I, I praise God so I can survive. Right? I don't just, I, like, not only do I praise God for the life he's given me, but I praise God so that I can continue living in him. When people disappoint you and you don't get what you want, you can always turn to God. You can always praise God. You're breathing, aren't you? But we have a choice, being encouraged or discouraged. It's a choice. I firmly believe that. I'll tell you something. I can choose to feel discouraged. I know it sounds a little crazy, but if I decide, let's say I'm going to dedicate 10 minutes of my time, and all I'm going to do is think about everything wrong in my life, every problem I have, everything that isn't going my way, all the fears I have, eventually I will be discouraged. But I can also choose to do it the other way. I can choose to start thinking about godly things. What has God blessed me with? How faithful has God been to me? Focus on his glory. And when we're engulfed in those thoughts, we are encouraged. And our faith increases. You can choose to be encouraged. It's a choice. But I'll tell you, it's much easier to feel discouraged. And because of that, I want you all as a church to, yes, be encouraged, know that God is with you, but let's also encourage one another, not just today, but for your life. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 11 says to encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. We are the church. Amen. Let's get around people who are speaking life, get around people who are speaking God's word. I want you to know that no matter what, if things aren't going your way, I promise you this, it's going God's way. It's according to his purpose. God is always good. He has a plan for you, and he is with you. So be encouraged, church. Let's give God some real, authentic praise. Let's go. Amen.